welcome to a very echo-filled episode of the Pitts Podcast. <laughs> Seriously, you can't figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe echo from the Urza block. So, I am the host, Angelo. This is episode 110. I brought with me this week. One of those voices was one that you should know very well. That was Will. I also brought with me Judge Frank. That was the other voice you heard. And we have another one, and that is Michael. Cause of the echo. We think, maybe. We're not really <laughs> sure. We have I- We're not here to sign blame. <laughs> I'm used to being in the fall guy. It's fine. Yeah, so the trick to the, listening to this episode is drop a couple hits of acid. <laughs> I don't think Not I, supplied through us. I cannot uh, advise that. You would you okay, a couple. Trouble. All right, about an eighth of shrooms. There you go. And just uh, <laughs> sit back and enjoy the ride, man. So, but to try and uh, limit the echo, I'm going to ask the other host that when you are not talking, please mute your mic. That should help the situation out. Aha, I think it did. <laughs> So, we have a lot to go over today. There was a bunch of things at PAX that showed up, and then we had two GPs to go over, so we need to dive right into it without uh, bullshitting around. So, we'll start at GP Liverpool, where 1,772 players arrived to do battle in Limited. And, let's see, our top eight broke down as such. God dang it. Angela, with his preparedness. It scrolled on me too far. Hey, my preparedness is not noticed because I can truncate silence. Just say. Okay, so <laughs> we have Martin Dang, 2-0, versus Daniel Oppen- Opplinger. Uh, Dang wins that. Lucas Blohan, 2-0, over Kenneth Ellingson. Andres Donson versus I, – I, I know I butchered that. I'm sorry. Yeah, versus uh, Marcio Carvalho. Carvalho wins 2-0. I'm pretty sure it's Johnson. Probably. Uh, and Nicholas Laban, 2-1, over Timothy Simino. Interesting. Eh. Yeah, it's good to see Simino with another top eight in a, you know, European limited Grand Prix. Definitely is a, a guy I like to watch play. Yeah, me too. Like, I'm, I'm actually a little disappointed that he did not win that match. I watched a little bit of this. I didn't watch a bunch. It was like, just at this point with this format, it's just like watching good limited being played. It's not like learning anything. Mm-hmm. So, so we had, uh, Nicholas Laban, 2-1 over Marcio Carvalho. We had Lucas Blohan. He loses to Martin Dang and God dang. Dang wins this 2-0. Didn't drop a match in the uh, top eight. Or didn't drop a game in the top eight. He clearly did not drop a match. Thank you for that one. Sorry for my lack of smart. (laughs) It's all those mushrooms. Must be. (laughs) That's a good excuse, nonetheless, right? I would think so. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it it was limited. Um, At this point, this format is beginning to get a little stale. Dude, Martin Dang played Grixis. He did. He did play a non-wedge color. He was like, I'm going to go shard. Yeah. Uh, Very, it's an interesting deck. Like, no lie and stuff. Yeah, he just has a lot of black and blue creatures, really, and then a couple of red X spells. It's right. Fun. I mean, he has both the Creator's Claws and the Mind Swipe for some real value if, if, if he gets a lot of lands. Right. The red was clearly a splash. Mm-hmm. He's only playing two mountains. That says all right there. Yeah. Uh, but there is some, you know, usefulness when you get a Creator's Claw, I mean, clearly. Yeah, I mean, you know, I would play that card. <laughs> <laughs> play a Fireball Unlimited? No. It's crazy. It's <laughs> shenanigans. So, I mean, I don't want to dive too deep into this exactly. I mean, we're going to talk a lot of limited next week, so I can kind of leave it be with that. But if you guys want to touch on the top five cards, we can do that because they do kind of explain the way the tournament went. Okay. All right. So we have Goblin Heel Cutter as number five, I suppose. That's that red goblin that gets my crap. Um, we have Rock Sauce's Secret. Uh, 
I don't know. D-pad first makes it, so I guess it's good. <laughs> we had Outpost Seed. We had Elite Scale Guard. Um, duh. Yeah, Elite Scale Guard's real good. Yeah, it was uh, Nicholas LeBond's draft deck. He, he was using it with Teamer Sabertooth. Teamer Sabertooth's pretty good. Yeah, especially when you're bouncing an Elite Scale Guard every turn. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> and we have uh, Orc Shore Shot, because that was basically the card that shrunk everything, so uh, God dang, could win. Yeah. Cool enough. Uh, good limited magic. If you enjoy that, please go watch it. We're going to jump to GP Miami very quickly here. I miss Mike and Frank. Yeah, they're just kind of there. Hi, guys. Hello. Uh, I can tell they're back. Here. <laughs> Hello, Ian. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so GP Miami, the uh, home of the Snorefest. Oh, uh, man. I don't want to rewatch any of that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a new uh, standard deck out there. There is, which we're going to go over, uh, and then I'm going to explain why, if this continues, you will see bannings. <laughs> I, mean, I, I actually just think you should be playing some kind of, like, wrath-based control deck. You know, it seems right. Like, just play, play black and white and play eight wraths. Well, I mean, like, look at it this way. A four-mana wrath, we can't have that. That's too good. Yeah. You have to sit in this crud? Nah. Anyway, pop eight, broke down as such. Corey Baumeister. Uh, two zero. That is Brad Nelson's brother for anybody out yeah, there. Yeah, FF Freaks, little bro. Yep. And then, uh, he went up against Zong Saeed. Uh, Corey Baumeister wins that two zero. Chad Tassel, two zero over Andrew Boswell. Brian Lee. Well, with the no sleeves, hardcore shirt. So sweet. Did <laughs> <laughs> you know he's tough for a magic player? Yeah. 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 Brian Lee, Daniel Churchetti, uh, 2-0 Churchetti. <coughs> Sorry, you had to hear me cough twice. <laughs> Ralph Benish 2-1 over Ryan Grozinski. Ralph Benish loses to Churchetti, 2-0. Uh, Corey Baumeister, 2-0 over Jack Castle. And Daniel Churchetti, 2-0 over Corey Baumeister. In what can only be called the most boring fucking match of magic I have ever watched in my life. It's sort of the one that was earlier in the day. I mean, it's it's close to uh, Martyr Proc Mirror. It's, it's like that kind of game. Oh. It was close to being against the Geneva Convention. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, Mr. Kachetti, or I can't say. It's the guy who won another Madison player. These guys are really playing good magic right now. Who wants to go over this fucking deck? I do. Okay, thank you, Will, because I really don't want to. Yeah, that's cool. I just want to complain in the end. <laughs> okay. Uh, should I... So I guess uh, Baumeister, Baumeister and Chetty were both on the uh, the Greenway list. I'm going to go over the winner's uh, list because I just think that's probably better. I can't pull it up, though. I'm bad at it. All right, I got it then. We have four Elvish Mystic. We have four Sylvan Carriots and four Voyaging Sater, two fixed, or two Fleece Main Lions, four Corsair Crufix, one Team Receiver, two a Pelucranos World, four Pelucranos World Eaters, four Whisperwood Elemental, four Genesis Hydra, Banishing Light, the card that fucking jocks, four Master of the Unseen. <laughs> Lots of life gain. Four Winds of four Temple of Plenty, four Nickos, Shrine to Nix. Yeah! <laughs> Two planes, nine force, one blossoming sands. Cyborg the is... The one team or Sabertooth saved us from what would have been a five-hour game one. Yep. Just want to point that out. Thank you, team or Sabertooth. I don't know if it would have been five-hour. I think Baumeister, when the game was finally over, only had six cards left in his deck. Hmm. 
Yeah, they were an hour long. I know earlier in the day one, uh, Sam Black. Yeah, that was hilarious. Somebody else. And it finished zero zero one. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, was that the match where they had over 400, like over 800 likes oh, between the two of them? Yes, yeah. yes. players were over 400. So they might have worked 900 at So sweet. That's magic. Yeah. Let's just, I mean, like, even in the finals, the guy could have won for, like, six turns, but he couldn't figure out the board state to see, oh, if I just swing with everything, I win. Because there was so much crap. Yeah, it was, like, you got to be kidding me. But basically what happens is Nick Foes pumps a bunch of crap in the mastery. They use up the masteries like crazy. Just, you know, I'm just going to manifest this, manifest this, manifest this. Oh, and then I'm going to flip a Polychronos and another Polychronos. So, oh, and I'm going to flip a Genesis Hydra and a Whisperwood Elemental. And the life just goes, Gloom! and you just can't kill them after all. It's true. If they have if they have the ability to keep permanents on the board, they will do degenerate things. Which makes me think that, you know, some kind of Esper or Blue-Black Days control deck is probably going to be very good against it. Well, the problem with the blue-black in this matchup is this thing can reload so fast. Like, people are going to have bring uh, enchantment hate with you. Right, right, which is why the Esper is probably the better call. Yeah, um, because just wrapping the does not. Yeah, I mean, like, maybe maybe some amount of Perilous Vaults is enough, because, you know, if you can take care of Master of the Unseen twice, you should be good, I would think. I mean, I, I actually watched this weekend, and, you know, the, the deck just vomits creatures out, which is great if everyone's playing creature attacking and blocking, that kind of stuff. But, like... It seems very vulnerable to counter spells and disruption. You know, like, no, you can't have the stuff and blow up the board when it gets crazy. I mean, mastery being two mana is a little tough, but uh, aside from that, it's, it's okay. Uh, it's just, look, if this continues on the way it is, and I've heard other, you know, pros at the tournament were saying, well, of course I'm playing this deck. This deck does broken, incredible things. It's the best deck in standard. Um, I don't think Wizards wants a pro tour of this. I would hope not. I really yeah. don't think so. So it would be one pro tour I do not want. Is there a false cure effect in standard right now? <laughs> no, there's Eberus. Okay, so there you go. Bam, board and Erebus. Done. Yeah, it, it's, Command does that too. Yeah. One turn. Um, that's not out yet. Thanks, Mike. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, two weeks, whatever. But I just, I can't see if, if next week at SCG... Things don't change a little bit, and this be, is the deck on top again. I think it's beatable. I absolutely think it's beatable. It, it, it probably is, but I'm just, you know, worst-case scenario in this. If this is the deck, look, if 10% of the field shows up at the Pro Tour with this, that's bad. Is the format confirmed for standard? For, I mean, it is standard for the next one? Yeah. Ugh, yeah, exactly. So I just, I can't see it. If it's 10 to 25%, I know that's a big swing there. I can see them just emergency banning it. I was just saying no. Yeah, Nick Gus is definitely the card to ban. Yeah. That would change the format dramatically, so, hooray. Okay, so, Baummeister's list, the way his broke down was almost the exact same, except he didn't have the team Yeah, you had a, a, a second vanishing light. He has a mana confluence, little, just little tiny token things. Their, their sideboards are quite a bit different, too. Yeah, yeah, slight differences in there. Um, Somebody want to go over the other decks real quick? I need to check something real quick on my computer. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so our third-place finisher, Mr. Chad Kestel, was playing, uh, I guess, some kind of magic deck with cards in it. 
<laughs> good stuff. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's an Abzan reanimator witless, uh, which is pretty cool. So creature package is one soul of Innistrad, one Rex Age, four Siege Rhinos, four Seder Wayfinders, two Hornet Queens, three Karyatids, four Horsers, and two Tassigers. He uh, does have the three Whip of Erebos, three Thought Seas, two Commune with Gods, two Banishing Light, one Murderous Cut, three Heroes Downfall, 25 lands. Uh, sideboard is a second Reclamation Sage, two Read the Bones, two Crux of Fate, three Drown and Sorrow, one Thought Seas, three Mastery of the Unseen, and uh, two Glare of Heresy. So definitely has the ability to do degenerate things, like put Hornet Queens into play very early, etc. You know, play Rhinos twice uh, each time. Fun deck, but I could definitely see gaining a million life against it is going to be the Michael or okay, Frank. Okay. Yeah, go so I'll take, I'll take fourth place. I'll take Ralph's deck. Cool. All right. Okay. Ralph is also looks like he's playing Abzan. Uh, doesn't look like he's in the reanimator as much, but he has uh, two Sorns, uh, two Abzan Charms, a Murderous Cut, two Valorous Stance, three Bobblight, and three Heroes Downfall. Lots of uh, removal. Lots, lots of removal. Uh, for the creatures, he has two Tassigers, three, excuse me, three Wingmate Rocks, uh, four Siege Rhinos, three Anathenzas, four Lions, four Death Dealers, uh, random 20 Five land and two thought seasons. Uh, if you go to a sideboard, he has a little extra move in there and another murderous cut and a bobblight. Uh, his other two thought seizes. He has a Nissa and a Back to Nature in there, along with an Elspeth, two Whisperwood Elementals, um, two Glare of Heresies, and four Drown and Sorrows. I really like the Whisperwood, Whisperwood Elemental out of the sideboard. I think that yeah. card is super, super powerful. But like, you know, this this list is absent, but it's, it's not super controlling. It has all the, the removal spells, but it's like very dedicated towards the mid-range creature package and generating yeah. threats. But then he even has, like, the full, the full eight, two drops to really get things started correctly. Right. So, cool list. All right, yeah, it looks, it looks sweet. I saw him play a few matches with it, and, uh, yeah, I uh, actually haven't liked it. Yeah, that's that's kind of hard to do right now at this point in time, which is all the different apps and builds out there. To find one that is, like, not just exhausting to watch anymore is cool. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but it's refreshing when you're not watching the green-white, so you're like, ah, oh, I like this so much better now. I mean, I liked the green-white for a one-week thing. I thought that was awesome. I think that's super fun. Yeah, I think it was a one-hit wonder. I, mean, I yeah, wish it was a one-hit wonder. Absolutely. Like, you can I mean, you can attack it from so many angles, for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm just surprised I'm going to bust an Ugin out on him. <laughs> yeah, what does that deck do against Ugin? Like, nothing. It doesn't hit the <laughs> manifest, though. Yeah, oh, that's fair. Yeah. It's very fair, but I mean, it blows everything else up. Yeah, yeah but then they just beat you with Drown and an army of tutus. Drown and Sorrow. Combo. <laughs> Ugin, Drown and Sorrow. <laughs> I need 11 mana this turn. <laughs> hey man, you have time. I would think maybe not. Maybe maybe it's it's just it's just bad when both players have access to hundreds of life in a pile. Uh huh. It's no good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, literally, those games were like watching old pot games. Yeah, it was just like so yeah, it was horrible. Similar. Yeah, it just you're looking like, at it going, nothing can happen here. Yeah, six minute turn. <laughs> yeah, and all it is is them in the tank going, can I attack? Can I do nope. anything? <laughs> six minutes later they go, nope, I can't do nothing. Okay, okay. Like, jeez, really? Oh, that's funny. Okay, so we also had some. We didn't touch on any of these mono reds, so we had uh, Grunzinski's mono red here with three Mardu scouts. The dash has become very important. Uh, four monasteries, Swissphere, four Foundry Street Zenizen, four Fire Drinker Saver, Sater. I'm sorry. Two Goblin Heel Cutters and two Rival Masters. Because Heel Cutter clears the way. We got four Hordling Outbursts. We have four Stoke or Wild Slash, four Lightning Strike or Searing Blood. Oh, baby. Yeah. I like this list. Super, super low to the ground on the creature pack. It's like he only has the two Rabble Masters. You know, he like realizes at this point in time that Hordling Outburst is just a better way to spend your three mana usually. And uh, I like this list. This is awesome. 
there. Uh, sideboard consists of peak eruption, three arc lightning, two harness by fours, one perforos, three collateral damage, and three eidolon of the great rebel. I do like the perforos with any dash creature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just two damage every turn. That's nice. Yeah, it's good. Um, what was the other mono red deck that we had? Brian Lee. Brian Lee. Hello, Brian Lee. His was a little more creature-based. Yeah, bad, bad, damn words. Yep. Uh, two, <laughs> two heel cutters, two scouts, four Swiss Spear, four Rabble Master, four Seder, two Eidolon of the Great Rebel, four Foundry Sheets Enesins, four Hordling Outbursts, two Searing Blood, four Wild Slash, four Stoke, three Lightning Strike, 21 Mountains, an extra heel cutter, two Eidolons, Searing Blood, two of those, two Hammers, two Outpost Seeds, three Arc Lightning, and two Scouring Sands, with a 14-card sideboard. You don't need 15. No. Fuck it. And that's legal now, right? Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. I really like uh, Zan Saeed's red-green aggro list as well. I guess he has a little bit of white there, too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he has Chain of the Rocks, you know, which is sweet. But That's a card. It's a card. I mean, yeah, I guess he has Valor Stance as well. So, like, white removal and just, like, four Shaman of the Great Hunt, four Fanatic of Zenigos, four Rabble Master, four Stormbreath Dragon, four Air of the Wilds, four Elvish Mystic, Chandra Pyromancer, you know, three Lightning Strike. To have those seeds, just like beef, just like all of the fat dudes. And Shaman of the Great Hunt, like doing real work here, just making guys huge and drawing tons of cards. Note he also had two Marble on his sideboard, which. Really? Yes, yes, he did. Blow out. <laughs> you know how you beat those devotionalists? You take all their tutus. Yeah. If they don't flip them all. <laughs> they have Let's hope they manifest yeah. it like, on their turn. Like at least half of them are lands anyway, for sure. Yeah, but half isn't going to cut it. <laughs> yeah, not when they're at, like, 450. Yeah, they're at 450 life. It's just not going to cut it. You need a sack outlet. <laughs> I take everything and I kill all. You sack outlet and a blood artist, man. Jeez. Oh, shit. Uh, so, all right. Uh, any, any of these other lists worth going over? No, uh, didn't think so. Nope. Andrew Boswell. I wouldn't mind going over this one because we uh, missed that one. Yeah, okay. this is a, a newer... She was on Obs on Aggro. Aggro. This is a bit different than regular Obs on Aggro. You start things off with four Warden of the First Tree. Yeah, first guy we've seen on camera really using this guy. Mm-hmm. Followed by four Fleecemane Lion, four Rock Shop of Death Healers, four Anna Fens of the Foremost, three Bramaz, three Boon Staters. I like Boon Staters right now. I think he's good in format. One Tapigur. Three dollars stamp, four heroes downfall, an obdum charm, and twenty-five lands. I like this list. The the aggregate side of this, it's very low to the ground. Warden of First Tree to start things off, and it's just hit after hit after that. I, I, yeah, this is crazy. Massacre, even as a one of, he's a three cost. Crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah. And then just like Boon Seder to trump the Siege Rhino Mirror. No, so much trample. So much trample. I mean, seven legendary creatures is a bit rough, but. Ah, no, eight. I'm sorry. Yes, is in fact legendary. Yeah, but I, I don't think you're going to pull multiple passengers out of this list. No. I do want to bring up uh, Yuyo Watanabe's list. He had a really cool list. He did great in day one. I don't really know what happened day two. Uh, he just kind of disappeared. But he was running Jeskai tokens, and he was running Outpost Siege as a horror of it. Or not Outpost Siege. Citadel Siege. The white one? Yes. And let me tell you, you have that on the board <laughs> against pretty much any deck, and then you drop a Jeskai Ascendancy, they can't win. Game's over. <laughs> it's, Good to know. Uh, huh. Your Goblin Token's now a 5-5, five five, and any spell you cast makes that bigger, and you draw more cards. Yeah, I can't win. So, really cool to watch that play at day one. I think he went 9-0 day one. 
So, you know, people out there talking about, oh, he gets three buys, okay, yeah, he won six out of day one. But he beat, like, Yelger Vigersma and other really good players to get there, so. <laughs> I, yeah, I would have loved to see you in the top eight here. I yeah, I was rooting for it. I so wanted to see Yelger versus you in the top. As the finals match, it would have been uh, blue-black control versus the Jeskai tokens. But um, I asked Green White was just too powerful this week. Uh, please, folks, figure out a side for this. Because I don't want to see it anymore. Fair. <laughs> Sideboard lighter deck on fire. Yeah. They just kill them before they can even get this setup started. There should be a rule that says you're only allowed to have so much space on the table. <laughs> I actually really like the commentary by Pat P. Solly when he's talking about encroachment. <laughs> like, like, if you just have more enough permanence that you force all of your opponent's cards off of the table, you win. <laughs> <laughs> they actually kept it kind of entertaining because they were just having fun with the fact yeah. that it was like, this is ridiculous, and I never want to see this again. And, like, they were warning you from the beginning. They're like, look, there's a green-white on each side of the bracket. This could be our finals. Prepare for a nine-hour final. <laughs> Prepare for a nine-hour finals match. This could be absolutely terrible. I might make it back home in time to get to Cleveland. <laughs> it was bad. Um, but we're going to take a little break now, and we will be right back after these, I don't know, sponsor thing messages. Yeah, commercial. Yeah, it works. Do I got something for you? Listen, we all got this habit, and we need somebody to give us our fix. We need our seal product for our drafts and our seal events. We need our freaking singles for our standard and modern we need a place to put all those things, such as boxes and binders. Well, I know I'm going to go to Titan Game Shop and pick mine up. You can order them as well at TitanGameShop.com, T-A-I-T-A-N, GameShop.com. Why go to the big box stores? This store is on the come up. Be there on the ground floor with us. Trust me, you'll enjoy the fact that you tried it out. Also, if you do buy from them, look, just let them know that the imp sent you there. We'd really appreciate that. If you live in the Pittsburgh area, by chance, tournaments left in right at this place. A draft can fire damn near any day of the week and they have their Friday night bags. They have PTTQs. They have IQs. They have GPTs. They got pre-releases and every other th- type of tournament you could possibly want to play in. So listen, whether you're here or you are away from here, check the store out. Check the website out. Compare their prices to some of the other ones. You might be pleasant. I believe you're going to be pleasantly surprised by it. And thank you if you do check it out. Remember to let them know we sent you. Alright, and we're back from that commercial thing that I did just did that you listened to because you're listening to this, I hope, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, new set comes out. We always have Frank on to go over the mechanics with us before we go to our our freaking uh, pre-release. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Because, you know, some of these mechanics are older mechanics that got rehashed or, you know, redone up, and we need to know how they work or get a refresher on how they work. And then there's new ones that we don't know how they work. So we need to bring somebody on who understands it from a judge level rather than just a player level because, well, you do this and this and this happens because there's actually more crap in there that happens that, you know, we skip over. So I bring Frank on to explain all this to us. And, Frank, this is pretty much your deal. There's, what, six mechanics in this set? Uh, Six mechanics, yes. Okay, um, start at the top, roll through these, and then we'll ask you, I don't know, a bunch of questions or three questions or whatever. We'll have questions at the end. Excellent. All right, so the first mechanic is Bolster. Um, It's returning from the last set uh, that came out. Uh, Functions exactly the same way. Uh, There's a number after the Bolster, and whenever you Bolster, you put that many plus one, plus one counters on the creature of your choice that has the lowest toughness of uh, the ones that you control. Um, it can be the same creature if it's the one with the lowest toughness, but um, there's really no choice other than if toughnesses are tied. Now, in multiple instances of bolster, mm-hmm. being on the stack at one time, 
Um, I'm sure there, yeah, there are, it is able to, because um, I know from the last set there was a card that uh, triggered off of dragons attacking, so yes, there could be multiple instances, and since the ability doesn't target, whenever the ability resolves, that's when you would find the creature with the least toughness and put your counters on them. So do they, do they stack, or do they not? Can I put all, like, my Droma Cub holsters? Um, mm-hmm. I attack with three dragons or whatever, and will it come off of the stack one at a time, or does all three happen in case? One at a time. Okay, so if I put it on my 1-1, one, one, he's now a 3-3, three, three, and then i got to go to the 2-2 two, two and put it on there. Right. Okay. Not like a targeting thing. Okay, just wanted to make sure that that was clear. Oh, that's cool. That's, yeah. a good, that's a good idea. Okay, so the next one is what? The next one is Rebound. This one's coming back from the Rise of the Eldrazi. Uh, rebound is uh, on instance and sorceries only. Uh, whenever you cast it, you exile it as it resolves. And if you're able to do that, at the beginning of your next upkeep, you recast the spell from exile without paying its mana cost. Okay, so the dumb, dumb question, which, again, I, I know the answers to these, but I want to hear it from you. Mm-hmm. Um, if I counter this on the initial casting, what happens? Um, it goes to the graveyard. Since it didn't resolve, it won't be exiled. Okay, so, but if I counter it on the second one, or can I counter it on the second one? Uh, you can counter on the second one because you're actually casting it, and it would just go to the graveyard when it resolves. Okay. But it's basically oh. just the same spell two turns in a row. Correct. It's like a weird form of buyback. Awesome. Yeah, I actually enjoy this. Yeah, I, I really like this yeah. mechanic. Um, there was that one that was like target player sacrifices a creature, and right. then he did it again, and it's like, oh, that is just wonderful. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You even got to gain life uh-huh. with toughness or something? Not surprisingly. I like the one that you draw cards equal to the cards in the opponent's hand. Yeah. Wow, that's brutal. Yeah. Now we got a new one to go over. I just I'm like your shot. Yeah, I'm interested in hearing about this new one from your perspective. The exploit mechanic? Of course. Yes, exploit. Whenever wow. a creature that has exploit comes into play, you have a, or excuse me, enters the battlefield. I'm still saying that old phrasing. Right. Uh, whenever it enters the battlefield, you have a choice of sacrificing a creature. Um, if you do sacrifice a creature to the exploitability um, on the creature, there's a trigger or something that says, if you exploit, you get to do something. So the one that they have showing um, is a 3-3 uh, three, three creature for 5, uh, 4 colors and 1 black, and uh, it says when this comes into play, if you exploit a creature, uh, I'm sorry, it says when it exploits a creature, sorry, um, another creature, target creature gets minus 3, minus 3 until end of turn. Can I exploit the creature with it? Ex- can I sacrifice the creature with exploit to trigger? Yes. It's actually worded so that it would still work. Okay, and, and then the second part will work. I mean, it'll be placed on the stack. Even if the creature is gone, the full ability will still resolve. Yeah, yes, it does. Cool. And you, cannot, and you cannot exploit multiple times. I could not sacrifice three creatures when this guy comes into play. Correct. It's, it's one one creature per exploit, yes. Even if I have tokens? I mean, I can't just sacrifice one. Even if you have tokens. tokens. <laughs> it doesn't work that. So I can't mob rule take all their stuff like this and sacrifice three creatures. No. Best day ever. <laughs> Damn. I really wanted to do that. Yeah, well, I knew it. Still a cool game. Absolutely. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Um, Dash is coming back. Um, still working the same way. There's a Dash cost on the creature. Um, it comes into play, gains haste, and it returns to your hand from the battlefield at the beginning of your next end step. The, the functionality of Dash has not changed one bit. I like this uh, ability, so I'm good. I'm glad to see this come back. Oh, Mm. And then we have another new one. Yes, the next one is Formidable, which is really fun to say correctly. Really good name. It is. Although, I have to say, as an aside, I think they should have switched fero- um, Ferocious and Formidable. Because I think a 4-4 is Formidable and an 8-8 is Ferocious. But that's just me. Well, I mean, the thing yeah, is, like, like two, it, or, or four two twos isn't Ferocious. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Like, a, I mean, I could see a, a, a wide group of, you know, like Angela says, four two twos being yes. a Formidable force for sure. True. 
Um, anyways, it's almost a weird take on uh, Threshold. Uh, formidable checks to see if you have um, eight power total or greater of creatures you control. And then, depending on the card, it either gains an activated ability or something happens as a triggered ability. Um, the one I'm looking at for Stampeding Elk Herbs is so sweet. It is. Um, it shows formidable when it, whenever it attacks. Um, if creatures you control have then the total power of eight or greater, all creatures you control gain trample until end of turn. So whenever you attack with the creature, um, it checks to see if you have eight power to see if the, the trigger happens, and then if you do, Billy resolves and all your creature has all your creatures gain trample. Interesting. Yeah, this guy's also just a five five for five. Yes. That's yeah. common. Yeah, yeah, this guy's a bro. That that's pretty stacked there. And then the worst new mechanic. Oh my <sighs> goodness. I don't even want to say the name of it. Just call it Power Rangers. No, okay, you have to be a judge, and you have to, you have to say yeah. it the right way. Yeah, it, the new ability is called Megamorph. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And it is a spin on the morph mechanic. Um, it works exactly like Morph does. You play it as a creature, a face-on creature for three mana, and whenever you pay the Megamorph cost and you turn it up, you put a plus one, plus one counter on it. The Megamorph <laughs> I feel like they should have Morph and then the ability to Megamorph in addition to their normal Morph cost. I could almost see it being passable then. But man, it's just so bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's all I'm It's, 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 I understand why they did it and for the whole uh, flavor reasons of the whole set, but it just—I think it's a poorly worded name. I think they could have come up with something different. Absolutely, <laughs> just come up with a better mechanic it, in general. It yeah, it's like they just left the playtest name for the mechanic on. Like you know, the playtest cards always have ridiculous names. Like it just feels like mm-hmm. they forgot to take the piece of tape off. Yeah. <laughs> Like, probably like, it's, like, it's probably like a lottery ticket you scratch, and underneath there's the, the, there's the real mechanic name, I'm hoping. <laughs> hope against hope, my friend. Uh, does anybody have any serious questions about these mechanics and how they work and how they function? Short of the ones that we already went over, um, you know, if you want to try and stump them and use past mechanics with these mechanics, go ahead. I, I went to look and then got sidetracked by everything that happened at PAX. <laughs> Well, I will say that if by some weird thing you're able to manifest a Megamorph creature and you flip it over with the mana cost, not the Megamorph cost, it doesn't get a counter. Okay. That's a good that's so a good thing to know. Yeah, that will happen. Yes. Yeah. And, and one question about – the question was formidable. Yes. Uh, it only you don't have to have eight power to activate, not resolve, correct? Um, for the activated abilities, yes. It, once okay. you activate it, the ability is on the stack. Um, there's other even ones. Even if they kill guys, kill even if they kill guys, right? Okay. And and that like uh, the one I mentioned about stampeding Elkard, um, it has that very very confusing intervening if clause in it. Intervening if. The intervening if, yes. Um, and ones like the stampeding Elkard, when you try to put the trigger on the stack and it, the conditions don't aren't, aren't true, so if this creature just attacks by himself, the trigger comes off the stack. You don't have a chance to pump it up to eight to make it trigger. You have to have eight before it triggers. If they kill it while attacking the rest of your guys, a power five, mm-hmm. then it will not give your other guys trample because it died before the ability resolved. Correct. And intervening yeah. ifs check twice. Once to put on, once to come off. Okay, so, all right, I, I think I get what you're saying. So they declare attackers. Yes. And they go, I'm attacking with all these. I go, your elk herd is dead. Yes. So then it, all of a sudden nothing else gets trampled. Correct. So, I mean, yeah. they don't have any power. Right, right, right. Yes. We'll, we'll naturally assume that. We'll assume yes. that the five fives is what's really pushing it over. Okay. The <laughs> sure. <laughs> so yeah. I have to answer like a judge for to have it. Yeah, yeah. sound is so judgely there. It is beautiful. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah, so, all right. But, you know, I, I think I've seen some of the other ones. They don't have that. We'll, we'll find out when we get the spoilers if they have intervening if or not. 
for now, we have to go over some of the promo cards that we get for, you know, this set, because they always give us out all these cool promos. And they're going to start with uh, Faux Razor Regent. He's a rare dragon. How do you get him? I'll tell you in a second. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> dragon Lord Servant, Dragon Fodder. Hey, Dragon Fodder's back. Hooray. That's actually kind of sick, go Dragon Fodder in a portling outburst. <laughs> and there's an evolving wilds. So, how do you get these? Well, you get these when you play in your, oh, the pre-release side game called Dragon Fury, which is like you roll this dice and you knock down a bunch of things, but it's a spin-down dice. So, if you can roll a spin-down die, you're always going to get 18 or better, so go collect your rares. Um, <laughs> are you, wait, 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 are you, I don't think you're roll. you're not you, rolling. You get points based on how much you knock down, not what your roll is. Yeah, right. the higher your roll is. No, that doesn't no. matter. It's bowling. What you it's roll bowling. does not matter. It's, okay. what it's bowling for dragons. Oh, okay. You're actually just. By the way, I, I feel like this is just very dangerous. Like, is there? I would hope that there's like a backstop provided, and that the game yeah, is called the shopkeep. <laughs> Stand there, shopkeep. <laughs> you know, I just I don't. I mean, I haven't seen the wizard set up. I hope that it's like sturdy enough so that some jerk can't just hurt someone by throwing a die trying to knock down things. I mean, in the picture they give. Uh, on the link below there, Will. It looks it looks like it could be plastic. It looks like, like it's a plastic arena or whatever yeah. with walls. See, I don't. I mean, I don't see the walls as being too great. No, those look like they're they're cardboard. Yeah, yeah they yeah. do, don't they? They very much do. So, I mean, I I don't know. I feel like it's just going to be something to kill time with in between rounds. Rather than going out and smoking, I'll be like, all right, I'm going to roll this one time. <laughs> okay. I want an evolving You get, you get two rolls per round, between rounds. So. I, I just want to say, whoever came up with this idea, like, this whole promotion, man, come on. This is what your job is? Like, this is the best thing you came up with? Ugh. I'd rather just have the packs. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here, you get a pack at the end of this. All right, cool. Cool. <laughs> That's better than bowling with a die. Right. Okay, so now our real ones. Our launch uh, event promo will be the Deathbringer Regent. That is the dragon that kills everything. Other than itself. Other than itself, right. And it doesn't always do it, but sometimes it does. And if you cast it when it doesn't do it, well, you're in a bad spot. Oh, man, that's pretty sweet against that green light deck. Right, right. Not really. They'll just act the elemental and yeah, then sure. a whole bunch of guns. That's, that's <laughs> fine, and then you just deck them. Uh, okay, so then on game day, we have Scale Guard Sense. Uh, this is a two green, two three. Uh, as an additional cost, you may reveal a dragon card from your hand. When it enters the battlefield, if you revealed that card, it becomes a 3-4 for two. Or if you control a dragon. Or if you control one. But you want to play this on turn two, so. Yeah, this this full art is very pretty on this card. Mm-hmm. It actually, yeah. Really yeah it's a real... I, I like both of the promos they gave us for game day. Oh, yes. the, yeah, 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 for sure. The the top eight one is definitely a card. Oh, right. my God. The top eight game day is Thunderbreak Region. And if I have to tell you what that does at this point... Dude, that, card's, that card's good. Yeah. 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 yeah, there isn't a lot of cards I'm saying that card's good about in this set, and that's one of them. Uh, okay, so we have uh, a cool-ass playmat, actually. I really mm-hmm. like this playmat. Yeah. It's going to the champion. Uh, it's yeah, Sarkin's art is There's blue, there's red. I mean, it pretty much, you know, envelops. Sarkin's new art. Yes. yes, it's new art. And if you buy a box, you get a non-selfie stick Oja Taz Command. Aw, that's part of the fun, though. I can't unsee that. Though. <laughs> <laughs> that's the point. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I just I'm disappointed like all the clans didn't have a selfie stick. Yeah, I, I I agree. I thought they should all have selfie sticks. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Atarka's be a bone that the guy's holding out, you know, yeah. something. 
Okay, well, as is the uh, tradition of the pit tents, during spoiler season, we all pick a few cards. Just, cards. And we go over a lot to go over now. And there's a bunch of cards in here. Last week, there wasn't much, and we was kind of rooting for them. And I think I want to start with the guest today. So, Frank, if you would like to choose a card from the uh, new set to go over, by all means, please do, and we will all talk about it. Okay. Uh, the one I was excited to see when I first saw, although I was kind of disappointed well, was Anticipate. I think that might be the best card, the best common in the set for sure. But maybe I agree, I totally agree with you, but I was kind it of... might even be the best non-rare slash mythic rare. I was kind of disappointed it wasn't a full impulse, it was only three cards, but I guess we can't have everything. But um, it is exactly like impulse where you look at the top three, put a card in your hand, and then put everything on the bottom, of your, the rest on the bottom of your library. Um, efficient, cheap, I like it. That is some speech. Do you, do you think this is good enough for the current standard format? Um, once it rotates, I don't know. Um, it looks like they're trying to make... They're trying to give you pieces for a control deck that you might find at a second-hand store. I mean, yeah. it's like they want they want to make a control deck, but they don't want to make a control deck, but they want to make it look like they're making a control deck. Right. Oh, like they, they did, did for years with black. Mono Black. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, Mono Black saying, dude, with this card, we can build Mono Black. No, you can't. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I think I like this in a, a deck that has a lot of... Um, uh, the Jeskai mechanic, I can't remember. You get prowess. Also, yeah, prowess. Like, as a prowess trigger, it's reasonable, but, I, I mean, I just don't, I don't even know that impulse is good right now, and, and like, if just impulse was in print and current standard, I, I don't know how much play would be I, I feel like it's good, because, like, the blue-black control deck, like, what they had struggled with is smoothing their draws, because all of their draw spells were Jace's ingenuity enough. Oh, sure. I mean, this giving them a way to smooth out their early game. It's I mean, I still don't like it, though. It's not something I, I would rather be playing Scrylands than spending mana and card slots in my deck in this. Well, I mean, the way I look at it is, look, Brainstorm's only as good as the cards you're getting. It's true. And Anticipate's going to kind of fall in the same boat. Like, if the correct shell is put together, then yes, this card's going to be excellent, because you're going to get to search for the card you want out of the top three, and that's kind of important. But if the shell is not found and the, the support isn't there for it, then, I mean, you could reprint Brainstorm and it would be good. So it, it really comes down to what am I getting with this spell. Now, if you're using it early game, like, I don't mind casting this on turn two to grab an extra land. Yeah, right? I can land for but sure. Like, that's, that's the best, that's the best thing you're going to do with it. Um, late game, the fact is there is there is better options right now with, you know... I mean, you're, like, hoping to find your big through time with this. Right, you know, exactly. Like, you know, maybe as a... Find your wrath. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're having you know having to do that, sure. I, I, your chances of finding your wrath of this are not as great. No. Yeah, I mean, it just I don't know. I I feel like Treasure Cruise will not be played in standard anymore because of this. Like that's just. I think the token decks will still play Cruise because it's just our payoff. But. Yeah, I mean, I just I think you can run this with in conjunction with Dig Through Time, and you'll find the answers that you was going to find anyway. That might be the case. I think I think that's actually starting to look like the engine of the deck. Yeah, but what are you getting with it's really what it comes down to. Well, you're getting your Dig Through Time with it. Right, right. You're getting your Ojitai, so you can cast that on turn five and laugh at people. Good pull there, Frank. Uh, Mike, new guy. You be next. Oh, I, I get to go one. A whole bunch to pick through, but I'm going to go with uh, Sarkhan, Unbroken. <laughs> <laughs> go big or go home. I know, right? Yeah, it's like not like he's good. Uh, new Sarkhan is a five-mana planeswalker. Two colorless, green, blue, and red. So, teamer colors. Yeah, teamer love. starting. Plus one, draw a card and add any color of mana to your, one of any color mana to your mana pool. Draw a card for a plus one's real good. Minus two, put a 4-4 four, four red dragon creature token flying onto the battlefield. Check himself. 
with dragons. And then minus eight, which is probably what you're never going to do unless you're at a kitchen table. EDH. Or, okay, that's fair. <laughs> EDH, that minus eight is a badass ability. Minus eight, search your library for any number of dragon creature cards and put them onto the battlefield. Then shuffle your library, then your opponent wrath you and you cry. Yeah. I'm demanding a Bogart and Hellcrate reprint in uh, Magic Origins now. Yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go get four Bogarts. Just swing your face. I think it's fine. And even then, like... You have dragons. You don't have to get too many dragons for the minus eight to end the game. No, no. If you get three dragons, the game's over. I mean, realistically, I mean, unless you have something on the board, and if this is your five drop, you have nothing on the board. That's a bad situation, but it's not terrible because you are getting a four four. But I think most of the time you're just going to go plus one, plus one, plus one, plus one. So I actually yeah. getting to the eight with this card. Yeah, I feel like the first turn you play, you're probably going to minus if you're playing him on five. It all depends on what your board position is. I mean, I think yeah. that you obviously you want, do anything want, with the mana. want to draw cards every turn. If you, if you already yeah. have a Thunderbreak Regent out, why are you going okay. to minus? That's fair. You know what I mean? Like I'm just going to plus them. Like either that or you accelerate it doing with a carry did or something like that, or you have a courser in play, or, you know, not just going all in every card in my deck as a dragon, but, you know, trying to build a real magic deck. This card makes me wish that there was still mana burn. He do- yeah, for sure. Yeah. He definitely plays really well with creatures, though. Like, he definitely wants to be in a creature deck, not just a dragon deck, but a deck with creatures all throughout the earth. Yeah, very solid at five. Uh, very good walker for a five drop. I think he's very good. I do. I mean, like, the four, the minus two and plus ones are just great. Even if he has That's a, all I need. I don't yeah, care about yeah. the eight. If he has no alt, he's insane. His minus yeah. two is essentially the alt yeah. standard. Yeah, I mean, it, look, I can get a four four to protect him, and then after that, I can draw cards and add mana to my pool. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I, I don't have a super minus eight. And, I mean, that's kind of like, okay, I have a couple things that I look at when I look at a Planeswalker to decide whether it's good or not. And one is, does it protect itself? Which, A, we know it does. It or does yeah. protect itself very well. Um, and then it's like, okay, do I ever need the alternate looking at the other abilities? And the answer is no. No, probably so not. You it's just like, like, it wouldn't hurt, though, like, search out a storm breath. Like, if you need that hurt to kill. You need it ever. Probably no. not, because you're going to You might have an awkward board position where, like, they're at four, you don't have a burn spell, alternate find storm breath to kill, but. Do you know what? happen when you did that, that Storm Breath would be the top card every time. Yeah. <laughs> Promise you. <laughs> you just drew a card. Oh, whatever, you got it either way. <laughs> no, you just, I mean, if you just use his plus and minus two abilities, you will get extremely far ahead in the game. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I just think he's a very, very good card. Yeah. Planeswalker at five. Like, it overpowered, probably not because it's at five. It would be broke. Yeah, turn, turn four, sort of Sark is going to have a lot, though. It will. It absolutely will. That's why I said it might even happen. Or it would be broke. <laughs> Uh, playing Elvis Mythic Rattleclaw, he can happen turn three. Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, that's pretty sick. Uh, Will, you're next. Oh, am I? Yes. Oh, sweet. So I've been I've been looking at this raptor like all day on the spoiler. I had a feeling that would be it. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't want to start with the mythic, but like this guy, this seems bonkers to me. Death this map, death this raptor. One green, green, three, three, death touch. Lizard beast, sweet, right? Everything so far is awesome. And then he has this this text that says, whenever a permanent you control is turned face up. You may return Deathness Raptor from your graveyard to the battlefield face up or face down because it also has Megamorph for five. Um, man, this guy is boss, and like, I feel like he can find a home in the green white deck. <laughs> Dude, if this guy gets plugged into the green white deck with the enchantment, like, fuck. Plus, I mean, he's just good. Multiple, multiple of these guys come back. Like, this guy is Benjamin like in a lot. Benjamin like in a lot of ways. Um, he's good. 
Yeah, I, Will, you pretty much said it all there. Like, this card's yeah. going to see play. He's, oh, man. A 3-3 three, three for 3 is about vanilla, but then you go, oh, he has Death Touch. It's like, oh, it's a little better. Though. Yeah. And then he has, you know, that extra ability of, I'm never going to die in the right deck, and it's like, oh, crap. It's a Vengevine. That's bad. Nice. I, I like it. I'm I mean, it's a, it's a mythic, which is a bummer, but it is. Uh, it's sweet. I'm going to go with a, myth, a mythic as well. I'm going to whisper with the Dragon Whisperer. Um, and Dragon Whisperer is two red for a 2-2. Two, two. Uh, for one red, he gains flying until end of turn. For a red and one, uh, he gets plus one plus zero until end of turn. And he has a formidable ability, uh, pays six. And you put a 4-4 red dragon creature token on with flying onto the battlefield. Activate this ability only if creatures you control have a total power of 8 or greater. So once you get this thing to activate once, it's pretty easy to always have it. Mm-hmm. And it's a 2-2 really for pack. 2 with flying. That's, that's just, yeah, I'll take that. The 2-2 two, two for 2 with flying is very relevant. He's also a shaman for my for my pet rage forger deck. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, he does a lot of good things. I don't I, I don't exactly like the formidable, uh, the use of it on this card. So, like, ideally you're thinking he's going to be in a mono-red aggressive deck. And he's just very fine in that with the first Oh, yeah. Turns. I but mean, then, you know, like turn this, three, he's a 3-2 in the air. Right. But the the putting, I mean, it's going to be really hard for you to have enough to get formidable at any point in time. With mono-red devotion, fanatic of Xenagos. You don't even Zenigos, have to uh, Fanatic of Mogus. Did we not I'm already sure. talk about the dragon fodder into the freaking Working <laughs> Alpers? There's five right there. Yeah, but that only gets you to seven. Then you just pump it one. Right. So, but like, so, so you need, so you need to both have six mana, which is actively bad for red deck because they flood it out, and also have eight power on the board, which is just probably not going to happen because you're flooded and you're not doing a whole lot, so your guys are all dead. Okay. Well, that's where the devotion comes in, like with fanatic of. uh, He's he's just oh, he's insane in the devotion list. Yeah, for sure. The mono red devotion list, he's insane. He's super good. And also not having a tap to make a four four with this guy is also relevant. Occasionally, scenarios I want to put out. Um, one is with Jeskai Ascendancy, you can get up eight easily. No problem. With Jeskai Ascendancy, this guy just makes infinite dragons. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's doable, all right? Um, also, he, the second, the formidable ability is really good for when red deck is usually falling apart. When you got into the later point of the game and you can no longer punch through damage, but you have a bunch of creatures. See, I usually don't have creatures that. on the board at that point in time. I usually attack very aggressively. So maybe I'm doing it wrong. I don't know. But, I mean, well, this now leads you to an open path where you say, okay, now I don't have to swing in like a cypher path because now I can wait until I have this formidable ability and then start pumping out four fours in the air. So, I mean, I, I think she touches on a couple spots. I, I, I just think it's a good card. This is definitely a good card. Yeah, okay, so um, I guess it's my turn again because I went last. And because, you know, hey, I love things that kill things for cheap. And ultimate price, it's a reprint, it says destroy target mono-colored creature for one in a black. That's a sweet card. It's real, real good. Oh, yeah, this is first pickable invite. It's just yeah. so good. So glad to see it back. Me too. Awesome. Yeah, Bottom. great card. So good. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Will, you want to touch on the next one? Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, I'm not used to being on the wheel. I'm not this close to it. Uh, I would like to talk about Radiant Purge, another cheap way to kill things. Yay. It's a rare, it's a rare uh, one in a white instant exile target multicolored creature or multicolored enchantment. So we just told you a draft deck. Take the ultimate prices, take the Radiant Purges, and go black-white. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, this card's pretty good, man. It, it really gets rid of Siege Rhinos for good. So we have it's that disappointing look. that it's rare. It gets, I mean, a creature or enchantment. 
know. Yeah, but rare. It's it's also a white card, you know. I, I think I think that this is a fine white rare, actually. Um, you know, I don't, I would hate to see this at uncommon at white in white. I'd be very disappointed if, if ultimate price is an uncommon card like this. Definitely needs to be rare based on the color pie. Wasn't the card like this in um, Ravnica also a rare? Uh, each player sacrifices a multicolor permanent. Yeah. Right, that that was a rare. Um, Correct, yeah. it was. Okay, uh, and it was announced, wasn't it? Yeah. But was it path to exile and uncommon? Yeah, but that card does not kill and Yeah, but they got technically they get a land out of it. Like they're not losing. Yeah, I know. Something there's no there's, there's, get back. Wasn't it? Wasn't magic Miserable when Path to Exile was an uncommon. I mean, Ancestral, oh. Ancestral Visions was a, or Ancestral Recall was a common at one point, I think. What's <laughs> <laughs> it was an uncommon? There you go. There you go. Yeah. Enough yeah. fancy just killing stuff. Right. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Mike, you're up next. Alright, I'm going to go over Den Protector. It is a 2 1 for a green and 1 human warrior. Creature with power less than it can't block it. And it has the magical Megamorph ability, so it is the Green Ranger. For, yeah, uh, it is It is part of the ranger cycle, though. There's, like, five rares, and all, four of them have some kind of evasion. For green and one, you flip it up, and then it'll get a counter. And when it is turned face up, you get to return target card from your graveyard to your hand. Wow. So, return a witness effect, and when it's that, it's a 3-2 that coursers and characters cannot block. Nice. Uh, also, yeah. note, she has a baby on her hip. She does. Yep, protect that, then. While swinging an axe. You know, I... <laughs> I don't know what I think about it. The Megamorph ability, I'm going to have to play with it to really feel, feel it out. Because I mean, like, it's a five-mana Ewit, but exactly. it also is unblockable by Corsair and Carrington, which is kind of relevant. Yeah, but every time you cast this for three and then it gets, you know, blown up by anything, you're just going to – the butthurts are going to be everywhere. Well, I feel like it's Unmorph uh, is going to be more late game to where you can do it all at once. If you I, cast I think it down for three, it resolves, then flip it up. This specific cycle of really low-cost Megamorphs, I think these guys are pretty good. I think these guys mm-hmm. potentially can see some standard play. Like, as a two-drop, like, it's still pretty reasonable. It's a two-one yeah, that has... Goblin it has an evasion. It does. So that's sweet. And then, um, you know, if you if you have any other kind of morph, like, let's say you also have, like, Rattleflaw Mystic in your deck for some reason, then you all of a sudden get to play Shell King a little bit, which is nice. Right. Okay. Uh, Frank... Yeah, looking at it, and I have to say, I totally misread this card the first time, but, um, crap, I just lost it. Uh, it's the Assault Formation. I actually kind of think that one's kind of interesting. Uh, it's an enchantment for one and a green, and when it's in play, each creature you control assigns combat damage to its toughness rather than its power. It makes everything Doran. What? Yeah, Doranability. Yep. But there's no O5 attached to this card. Right. No, but there's a 2-8 that's, like, very easy to draft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And well, there's Not more to it. One will. Yeah, there's more to it. Uh, if you pay a green man, a target creature with defender can attack as though it didn't have defender. And but I then have Archer Carriades and Rodman anymore. Carriades and uh, Corsairs. Well, oh, yeah, sure, sure. And uh, the other really, there's another ability for two colors and a green uh, creatures you control get plus zero, plus one until end of turn. <laughs> Which might be the most relevant thing on this card. Yes, <laughs> I'm going to pop this out of shock range. Yep. I mean, I do like I do like the flavor of it. I like the idea, and it is something I once I read it, I do want to uh, see if I can get some testing with it. See if I can make something interesting with it. Man, it's a shame oh. this is an uncommon. If they just scaled this back just a little bit and made it an uncommon, got rid of one of the activated, this thing would be like the sickest draft strategy. Got rid of like the defender part. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as is, uh, you know, just this could this is still a fine card. If you see this anywhere in the middle of the draft, you know, second or like fifth, sixth pick, something like that, I would absolutely. Probably where you'll see it. Oh, man, I would build the top of the stack of this thing. Well, I'm just thinking of the people that uh, play in the uh, local game stores around here, and uh, those, um, I forget his name. I hate I'm admitting that. But uh, the guy who plays the Turtle play. Turtle. Oh, Jared Detweiler. Jared, yes, Jared. Shout out to Jared Detweiler. Happy birthday, yes. bro. And he shout out to New Entering Tower Show. So, 
yeah, so I have a feeling he's going to be playing this card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to tinker with it. Mm-hmm. I will tinker. I, I don't know if I'll come up with anything, you know, groundbreaking, because when this card isn't on the board, I see a lot of times I'm going to have a bunch of 2-3s, and I'm going to have a bunch of 0-5s. So. <laughs> From what I'm re- looking through the spoilers real quick again, like the green comms and uncommons, they the have more toughness yeah. bigger, so, like, I'm already seeing a potential for this in grass and field, definitely. No, I think, I think this is definitely... Uh, Especially uh, with the new fight card. Gives yeah, plus one, say, plus two. That's the way a fight card should be printed. Mm-hmm. Jeez. I agree. Yeah. Keep that artwork every time. Just punch things. Punch yeah. dragons. Bears, dragons, everything. <laughs> oh my. Shout out to our epic confrontation art. You get another <laughs> uh, chance on this. So I do. Go ahead, sir. Oh, awesome. This is your last one, so make it a good one. Um, I will try my best. Um, the other card I was looking at would be uh, the new Anafenza. I kind of like that one. Uh, she's a legendary spirit soldier. She costs white-white. She's a 2-2, and whenever another oh, non-token yeah. creature enters a battlefield under your control, you can bol- you bolster one. Yeah, I was going to talk about this if you didn't. That card is very... No, no, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't want to, because I don't... Right. I'm very against white cards. So, man, this guy's good. This lady yeah. guy. Sweet. And I actually like the artwork. I actually kind of... Let's see the one looks like. That looks like foiled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very cool. Yeah, it's going to be a very nice foil. Mm-hmm. Um, so, let's see here. Uh, Mike, you're up. Make it a good one. All right. Had it, and I lost it. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> story of my life. Uh, I can't believe I ate the whole thing. Quick question. Can I go over the color color hate cycle all of one? I mean, that's fine, because I was going to pick one of them anyway. <laughs> the color hate cycle is very good in this block, or in this set. Yeah. yeah. Just pick one of them, and we'll explain that there is a color hate. Yeah, see, we've explained there's a color hate cycle. I'll pick one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll pick one. I will go ahead and pick the one that will probably be modern play. Okay. I will go ahead and pick. Let it load. It's Spanish, the one that's in, I think. Yeah, it's the red one. one. Yeah. It's called Rending Volley. One red for an instant. It cannot be countered by spells or abilities. Ooh, baby. And it deals four damage to target blue or white creatures. Man, that's really good. It kills Deceiver Arzark like nobody's business. Uh, it kills Celestial Colonnade. Oh, oh wow. man, it's so good. I mean, when you have access to Combust, pretty much your deck is debating, is the one mana as relevant as the one damage that can't be prevented? Is yeah, four is the right number. Damage. If it was three, I would still mm. run Combust, but it being at four, like, okay. the fact that it still hits Colonnade is a big deal. Yeah, is there anything that's actually five that you actively worry about? Rhino. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't... I don't know how good this is going to be against the rest of the Obsidian deck to board it in. Like, it, it certainly doesn't mm-hmm. hold Tarmogoy forever, so... But that. with Rhino, though, like, Combust might just be better anyway, because it has that uh, other match that it is also decent in. Yeah, but I guess we like... But again, I mean, I still don't know that I want to be boarding in Combust against the Obsidian right. deck. I mean, it's a one-for-one with Rhino. It's not horrible. Yeah, but it's a dead card against the other, you know. Now, are you saying you're playing Twin, or are you playing Control? I'm just saying I don't... Control deck. I'm just saying that I don't know that I want to Combust, but... In, in general, against the Abzan you know, matchup, like, I mean, it's it's not really good. It doesn't match up well against Voice of Resurgence or any other low drops that they have. Like those, are, you know, their white cards are Voice of Resurgence and like Rhino, right? So like, unless they're playing the Will Weasley, I think mean, if you're if you're gonna, I would rather just have Deathmark against that deck. I think Deathmark yeah. is a much better card against Abzan. Yeah, but if you're not in black, then you're kind of limited. Like if you're like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess you know, I, I mean, I'm not thinking about red sideboard cards right away, but. Yeah. Okay, well, pop on. Oh, man. Uh, Mirror Mockery. One blue enchantment aura. I know it's an aura, but just bear with me. 
So whenever Enchanted Creature attacks, you may put a token onto the battlefield that's a copy of that creature, exile that token at the end of combat. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, you can make your own dudes, but it's just so much more fun to put it on your opponent's guys and just... Oh, yeah. That's a storm breath here. Let me put this there. Like, uh, it, actually, it actually reads like they want you to put it on your opponent's creatures. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. Wants to, yeah. So, yeah. Like, put it on your opponent's siege rhino. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Rhino. yeah, it's like, I just shut down your card. Yeah, if this you can no longer attack. I mean, it's 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 a blue removal spell. It's a mono blue removal spell, and like there's a couple other cards that uh, are, are heavy in blue casting cost in this set that uh, maybe might want to make us look again at the mono blue archetype. So we're going anticipate. We're going mirror mockery. We're going uh, dig through time. We we have a shell. Well, I mean, I I'm thinking more about the uh, um, what's his name, the guy. The short pressure. Yeah, the the guy who makes uh, all the horsies, the elementals. Oh, Master oh. Ways. Master Ways. Right, he's still legal and standard. Yeah, shortcut short crasher elemental is, is one of the enablers. I mean, like putting this on a master of waves also fun. Yeah, also just like Stratus Dancer is a pretty aggressively mm-hmm. casted blue card that is potentially playable and like Thassa make master waves unblockable. Yeah, mockery at attack. And like you know, good old lurker isn't anything super impressive, but he's a blue he's a blue one drop. So like maybe master waves can be seen again. Mm-hmm. Definitely work. And like, with, and like with the mono red aggro decks, it just if you land a master of waves. Yeah. early enough. Even if you only get like two horses out of it, that's still plenty. Okay, yeah. well, I'm going to cap her off big. Um, we've talked a good bit about some blue cards, so I'm going to talk about a blue card as well, but it has white in it, and that is Narset Transcendent. No one's talked about that yet. Oh, yeah, no. that's right. <laughs> I'll um, save enough for you guys. Flameswalker, Narset, two white, blue, six loyalty. Yeah, that's so many. Yes, yeah. so awesome. <laughs> Plus one, look at the top card of your library. If it's a non-creature, non-land card, you may reveal it and put it into your hand. Oh, my God. I want to put you in a control deck. Yeah, a control deck yeah. doesn't want that, right? Uh, Oop. Negative two, when you cast your next instant or sorcery spell from your hand, it gains rebound. Double dig through time. <laughs> Did you just say I get to look at 14 cards and put four of them in my hand That's for two it. mana? Yeah. Wowzers. Uh-huh. We'll put one mana draw six. Yeah, one mana draw six is also fine. Four for three mana, take two turns. Oh, no, that doesn't work. That doesn't, that one doesn't work. That exiles. I'm sorry. Oh, oh sorry. it sucks, man. That would be... I wouldn't mind well, we have friends on here. Her. I mean, and Anticipate seems good, too. Yeah. Uh, so, but then we have this uh, big one at the bottom, uh, minus nine. You gain an emblem with your opponents can't cast non-creature spells. That's so brutal. That's a mirror breaker, too. Right there. So brutal. Like, well, I landed Narsa first, and then I picked her up, so... Minus two, Wrath. Oh, my Wrath has rebound. You want to play anything? No? Okay. Yeah, basically, time walks them. I mean, it turns your Wrath into a Wrath time walk. It's like, why are they going to play a dude into getting killed? Yeah, it's just, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I'm seeing almost a deck just from this set alone with Ojatai. Ojatai's command. Yeah, blue-white really pushed in this set, sure. Now, can you see Healy? to give that Ojitai Vigilant. No. And also as a mana right. no. I, I just want to say that, like, this, this minus nine isn't, I mean, normally that's a huge number, but this lady comes in with six as is. Uh-huh. So, like, three turns after she's in play, you can you can do this. Yeah, after you've drawn three cards. <laughs> after you've drawn three you'll cards. Prob- you'll, probably, you'll probably draw one and a half cards with three activations, I think. Yep. And because she has six loyalty, she kind of protects herself just by being, having that now, huge of loyalty starting. Now, if you have her in a Jason play, that's absurd. <laughs> Good old Jace Brainstorm, Narset activation. Oh, baby. 
Thank you, thank you. That might, you know what? I mean, forecasting costs and to see legacy plan for you got to be stupid. Yeah, you got to. I can like in miracles, it might not be horrible because like you, you, you have a one over the side where she's on the legacy. Yeah, like top to draw your terminus and then pluck her, grab the top back. In modern, it'd be fun to just you know to rebound the cryptic command. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm going to count Oh, wow, well, that'd be good. Like yeah. should, I, should I answer the question that you can choose modes for a second time? Yes, you should answer that question. <laughs> yes, you can. if you do that, you can choose modes, different modes for the second, oh, second casting. Oh, so good. The only, I the only downside that, is having to cast Cryptic on your turn, though. But true. Yeah, it does time. say that it's on this turn. You can't. It'd be sweet if this had the same wording as uh, so Sarkin. Turn. Yeah, or yeah. as, as uh, the black white one, Soren. Yeah, that'd yeah. be awesome. That would be oh, that'd wow. be too good. Oh. They probably tested it like that, and they're like, no. Yeah, I can't do that. Oh, that would be too good. But those are going to be our spoiler section for the moment. Um, but we're not done with spoilers yet. First off, let's spoil that Gideon's coming back in the fall, and it has been yeah. announced the fall set is Battle or Zendikar. Wasn't someone speculating about Zendikar being a place they're going to go back to? I don't know. Someone might have been. Mm. I, I was off air, but... I was on the record just saying. I wasn't part of the cast when I was speculating this, but... <laughs> um, really cool picture to, you know, show off the set. It, it's like Indian going after what looks like Lamont. Oh, fucking Eldrazi again. Oh, no. And he doesn't look like Shawn Michaels anymore, either. No. No, he has definitely got... No, he looks like Thor. Like whatever Sadly, yeah, he does. Ford's and Kennedy actually, name. that's a good call because uh, if you watched PAX, Hemsworth? yeah, there it is, Hemsworth. Yeah, if you watch PAX, they revealed that he's from Pharos. Yeah, right. Um, so that's his home. So all that's that shit in was found, he was just like, <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, let's see here. The actual release date is October 2nd of 2015, so you have plenty of time. The pre-release is 26th and 27th. The uh, Pro Tour is going to be, what, in fuck all Milwaukee or some shit like that? Milwaukee. Milwaukee! Yes, that means the gooder. That's so awesome. And I will say that Minnesota does have some of the best dirt in the world. Yeah, it's but true. it's not the place you really want to be on October 16th. No, but it's no. The, the summers are very nice there. They are. They're, they're beautiful there, but once you start getting into fall and late no, fall. October's, yeah, October's late fall. Yeah, that's, it, you could be dealing with some uh, stuff. So, but yeah, that's, that's the first thing that we have to announce. And now, uh, Mike, you're the uh, modern guy, so I'm going to let you explain what happened to Modern Masters. Oh, Modern Masters 2? Yeah! Oh, yeah, there's some, uh, they, they announced some cards that are coming out in Modern Masters 2. And there's some couple of Mythic Rares. Three, actually, they added another one. Yeah, oh, they there's did. a trio of Mythic Rares. Yes. Trio. We were just kind of talking about one of them, too. Yeah, so the uh, last week's episode will never be set again, right? Sure. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It was last week when we talked about how expensive Tarmogoyf was. <laughs> $900 in Goyf? <laughs> that was the name of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so oh, yeah, totally. Cool. This is absolutely going to drive the, the price on Tarmogoyf down to 50 bucks, dude. I promise. Hopefully it doesn't go up to 300 after this. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yep. So, as they alluded to, Tarmogoyf will be in Modern Master 2. Yeah, it has to be. There's every two Alongside Emrakul, the Aeon Torn, and Karn Liberated. Right. Emrakul we knew about. And s Champions almost guaranteed confirmed because they keep using it as a poster child for the set. Yes. Yeah. I like cards. Unless that's, that's really some good. new card that's not etched champion. That's they wouldn't do that in Modern Masters. It's all repost. No. Yep. Um, so, Karn, Emrakul, Tarmogoyf. Um, I'm happy that they're bringing back Tarmogoyf. I think it's just a staple now. Every time they put out a Modern Masters, they have to put this in. I concur. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I'm more excited to see Karn. Yeah, Karn's the yeah, shit. Yeah. 
Uh, just to get the, the chance to crack the card, maybe, is going to be really satisfying. Now, are you guys, I'm going to speculate that they will probably have the Urza lands in this set, if there's going to be Karn and Emrakul. I would assume. Yeah, the yes, have a way to play them, so probably which means that we're probably, probably not going to have the domain mechanic, I think. No. no. Well, they might have the uh, the compost. They could. They could do that, yeah, but do isn't the one banned in modern? Yeah, I think compost is actually banned. Oh. So as much as I pay attention to modern, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> the life gain one's the only one legal in modern right now. The Loki, Loka, Locus, Locus, Locus. The funny thing is, out of all three of these cards, I only see one first pick in a draft. Arn. Arn. No, Arn. you definitely first take the time to draw. You do it because of money, but I'm saying like yeah. you're in like, like if you're in the top eight of a GP, you're taking the Karn. Yeah, you, you're oh, not going to sure. take a goalie for a lot of times. Well, it's probably two, three at most. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Emrakul, it'll, it'll be a three, four at least. <laughs> Emrakul, you've got to build around. <laughs> yeah, you do for sure. Like I don't know, I'm very interested. To, I'm guessing it's going to be a very different draft uh, just by these two cards. Mm-hmm. I, I think the format's going to be drastically different than the last one. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, I, I wonder if they're going to give us, like, ten archetypes like they did for the last one. You know, we'll see. Yeah, I want to see six. That'd be sweet. Nice. That'd be cool. I think that'd help, because we're seeing a yeah. 15 and a 7 so far. I mean, I want to see, and plus, like Mike said, it's champion, so uh, we need artifacts. So, are they going to do Ravager again, though? No. Or they just do, like, yeah, Moth Opal and all the others? The, I mean, the, the reason for the yeah, yeah, like, is just to get more of them out there, but for all the other ones, like, it's more just an alternate art. Yeah, but, like, if you're going to do Arcbound Rav, or, uh, Steelover, yeah, I can't even say. I wouldn't, uh, I don't think I'd put Steelover. Champion. If you're going to do that's Champion, you kind of have to have an Affinity team. Oh, for and sure. You, you do don't have Arcbound Ravager. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to have Ravager, though, because, like, it, when you drafted the Affinity, you topped off with Forcer. Or not a true. Yeah. Yeah. Near yeah. Enforcer. Yeah. The seven drop. 4-4. Four, four. Yeah, the 4-4. Four, four. Four, four, well, for one. It's for one. Right? <laughs> you just slide from your hand. But when you drafted that, that was usually your topper. You wasn't worried mm-hmm. about your, you know, if you opened a Ravager, hooray, but, I mean, that wasn't your game plan going in. Um, Will, there was exciting news about Magic Origins, the Somerset, that I know you want to talk about. I do, and I totally debunked all of my pointless speculation. <laughs> so it turns out Liliana's black the whole time. Mm-hmm. Racist. Yeah, yeah. I know. No, it's sweet, though. So, um, flip planeswalkers, Smoketalker. It's a thing. It happens. I like it. I like the double oh, face card. I do. I do. I think it's super, super cool. I, it's actually a really cool space to play with. I, I hope they will do it again. But My only concern with this, uh, before you even get into what the card actually does, is, because uh, they didn't answer it really in the packs thing, is, is if it's just going to be planeswalkers that have the flip ability, that's really going to make the drafting awkward at table. Because if you get a planeswalker, everybody knows everybody, what anybody yeah. else got. Like someone, I think, tried asking about like the draft format. Completely wrong. They, yeah, they answered for like standard or something, like constructed. Yeah, they're like, everyone's going to know you have a planeswalker anyway because you're going to be making a funny face. And it's like, no, everyone's going to know they have a planeswalker because you can see the fucking planeswalker. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, it was a thing in Innistrad block as well, and ultimately it, it was pretty It was pretty cool there, because there was one card for everybody, so you got to see that yeah. one card. I'm concerned that there's only just five. Yeah. yeah, I can't imagine doing, going overboard on it, but nonetheless, it is very cool, and if it came with, like, a stuck-on-card back so that you could draft it, then it'd be awesome. Probably not. You know, probably be leaving the checklist at every pack. That yeah. might be the way. Yeah, that's probably it. So, and if you do it, well, even once you take it, though, they're going to yeah. know once you take it. It's fine. It's that first pick. Are they going to give you all little cubicles now? I play online. <laughs> right. so Get it online. Online is a non-thing. 
So we have Liliana, heretical healer. One, black, black, two, three, lifelink. Whenever another non-token creature you control dies, exile Liliana forever. Non, can you return her transformed under her owner's control? And if you do, you also put a 2-2 black zombie in a play to protect her. Again, we need a sack outlet. <laughs> so, like... Act of treason, your opponent Liliana, sack something, transform her under your control. Owner's control. Owner's control. Yeah. Oh, owner's control. Yeah. Three mana planeswalker that protects itself if you do anything right at all. Uh, the flip side, you have a three loyalty Planeswalker, which has no mana cost, because figure it out. Uh, plus two to make each player discard a card. Minus X, return target a non-legendary creature card with converted mana cost X or less from your graveyard to your battlefield. So you cannot get Liliana the creature with Liliana the Planeswalker. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, that's that's like my favorite one of the profane command uh, triggers was the X. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. Yeah, no, it's a very powerful ability. Right. And then minus eight, you get an emblem with whenever a creature uh, dies, return it to the battlefield under your control at the beginning of the next step. What? That's really good. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's real good. And we have Crux of Eight available in the same standard, so... That's a blowout all of it there. Yeah, it is. And, like, dude, this is sweet all around. It's a it's a reasonable creature. It can, it can definitely brawl for, for what it's worth. And, you know, like, dying with anything else is... is like, your opponents are going to be so scared to kill any of your other creatures at all. If they don't have the remo- removal spell for her, forget about it. Plus, I mean, like, the fact that it puts the zombie into play, too, is just what breaks the card for me. Like, you yeah, always... Yeah, itself. Exactly. Right Always have the protection for the first turn, even if she doesn't. I would like really to point out. I actually like the that, flavor, though, now that I think about it. Yeah. Oh, flavorful is great. Yeah, oh, yeah. She's, I mean, like, just, she's like, oh, I was healing. Oh, fuck it, man. Let's bring, let's, I start with a zombie. Look, I do this now. Well, it's yeah, the creature you, that, was, that died. Oh, yeah, that's true. Do you know why that flavorful will? Why? Because she became a planeswalker when she used dark magic to try to heal her brother, but she turned him into a zombie and then unlocked her heart. That's pretty cool. That's, thank you, Michael. You're welcome. I really also, have to increase my level of work. I know, dude. I, I, I also want to point out that in modern, probably for all but Nyssa, Moon Mist transforms all of them into their planeswalkers. <laughs> <laughs> Transform all humans. That's oh, hilarious. That's funny. It says transform all humans? Yep. So, flip prevent all walker, combat werewolf, damage. Aggro. Here we go. Uh, it sucks because Nyss is probably going to be the only one left out from that trick because she's going to be an elf. Yes, definitely. I wonder oh. if she's going to be even cheaper, right? So, like, if black one is three, does this mean we're just using, like, standard magic converted mana cost and the, you know, the two, the red can be a two drop and the green could be a one drop potentially? I don't think this will be a one drop no. unless she literally just makes mana. It could be a one one. It could be just, like, a, a mana door. Land or elf. Work with a claw to flip. Oh God! <laughs> like if you have certain power of creatures, transform her, or if you cast, flip it. Yeah, or if you cast like two creatures, yeah. if you cast two creature spells in one turn, I can see that because that fits an elf theme. If you have mm-hmm. more elf flipper. Just so many cool things. I'm excited. I, I like. I I'm sad to see the corset go. I really am. I like corset, uh, but uh, I think it's really going to go out with bang. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. this is a really cool way of uh, touching on planeswalkers that we've never seen before. Yeah. So that's like, cool. even though there's no technical corset, I still feel like we're going to get a set similar to a corset each year. Mother it's not a technical fucker. corset. Okay, so I know you that probably got cut really quickly and short. Um, I had to edit something out. Uh, I, I started swearing, like, uncontrollably. as like Tourette's or something. I don't know. But at any rate, we're going to take a really quick break, and we'll be right back. Pittance Podcast is brought to you this week, last week, next week, every goddamn week by the Brainstorm Brewery. Marcel, Jason Alt, Ryan, Corbin, 
They're holding stuff down with their own podcast over there, which you should absolutely check out. And don't forget to check out the brainstormbrewery.com where they got plenty of good writers you can go check out for your financial needs. Oh, and you can find this show there. Yeah, this one. The one you're listening to, like if you didn't find it on MTG Cast, like it's over there. So you can listen to it over there if you want. Or at least, you know, go by their page and, you know, check things out and, you know, like click on the link to us or something. I don't know. Anyway, brainstormbrewery.com. Go check it out. Okay, and we're back. Frank, I haven't talked to you since yes. I drove in an ice storm. What the hell have you been up to? Yes. Well, apparently I'm taking improv classes about doing the same scene over and over. <laughs> <laughs> but my um, current projects right now is um, I want to try to get better at playing Magic, so I'm looking at new computers right now to online and check out the possibility of streaming to have random people yell at me. That, people will yell at you. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, I, I sometimes and just yeah. I watch yeah. magic. It's, it's funny. Though. People are hateful on the internet. Absolutely. Yes, they are. Anonymity just lets them say mean things. Uh, I believe uh, uh, called people. it the gift theory. Yeah, I'm swatting you the first night. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you do realize though, I, I probably know the people on this one. <laughs> <laughs> He's beating his kids on camera. <laughs> He's got a knife! He wants a butter knife uh, and peanut butter on a sandwich. (laughs) Honestly, I've never seen a swatting magic online uh, Twitch stream, and I hope to God I never do. That is... I don't think you'll see one for magic. Yeah. The way the community is. Yeah. You see it a lot. The worst I've ever heard was on EVE online, but, like, not anything goes. Yeah. Is that Adam and EVE online or just EVE online? You've been breaking in and out all night. (laughs) About, uh, it's like it's like Interstellar, it's like Starships and stuff. Oh, that one. That game's crazy. <laughs> it's, uh, it's huge. Anything else you want to tell us about Frank? I guess not, because he's gone. There I'm really is. giving up it about now. Okay. okay. Um, is there anything else you want to tell us about Frank? <laughs> no. Other than other than it's been a very very fun ride today. <laughs> <laughs> This is one I'm not forgetting anytime soon. <laughs> Good lord, yeah. Wow, what a, what a painful recording. Uh, <laughs> what the hell is you up, bro? Uh, pretty much just been playing some Magic Online, doing some more, doing a few fields and standards. Uh, did some practice with my standard deck against the Green White Devotion. So I could, uh, you know, sure up that. Uh, work. Wait, you were playing Green White weather? online? I've been playing Team Ragro online, and I've been oh. playing against that in the tournament practice room a lot. Oh, oh. I can't imagine what Green White is like online. Oh my god! It's probably a lot all easier. The clicks. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of clicks, but like how a lot of the, the cards scale themselves. <laughs> 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 oh, dude, they just have thirty to keep track of everything. But no, um. Pretty much just been getting ready for uh, GC Cleveland's weekend. Uh, we really excited for that. These next few days are going to be a killer until Friday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get out. That's pretty much it. Okay. Uh, well, what you been up to, man? Um, I told you, I, I played racquetball last Tuesday, right? I told everyone about that. I think so. I, yeah. I vaguely remember yeah. talking about racquetball. I, then I haven't done a single thing. I have gone to work. And um and I, I killed someone in D and D this week, which was awesome. Yeah. Got to use finger of death on a monk, which was just so satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> I really I love killing monks. I wanted the world to know that. If if you ever want a character to die in D and D, come play in my campaign and roll an elven monk and I will kill the fuck out of you. Oh man. <laughs> um yeah, aside from that, you know, just nothing. Just work. Just it's, cool. the snow is starting to melt though. It is. It's gotten so much worse. Which is like exciting. Few days. Like, dude, I'm so 
so ready to go run in the woods and like ride my bike. It's raining really like actually. Yeah, rain is good. Rain is better. Than rain and mist. Yeah, I'm into Dude. it. Spring is coming, man. I'm so into it. Yeah, rain is melting. Like I went up and I today <laughs> I went up and talked to my boss, and it looks like maybe next week, if not that, the following week. I'm back on full time. So Sweet. That's that's pretty awesome. Um, I'm also I'm as prepared for Cleveland as I'm going to be. So like I I don't want to grind any more drafts. I don't want to play any more sealed. Like I feel ready. Um, as strange as that might sound. Probably gonna do a draft after this. Uh, I mean, I did one yesterday. I jumped in this eight four and I win the first game or win the first match uh, pretty easily. And then in the second match, I keep three one or three. Or no, I'm sorry. Two, three land hands, and in both games, never see another land and die. And I'm like, okay, I, I guess I just lost to the program there. I don't really care. <laughs> um, so, the 18 land sealed draft doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I was actually I was running 17, but still, I mean, like yeah, for that's average for drafts. So, yeah, four, right. I didn't have like an exceptionally high curve. My curve stopped at five, so I didn't see any need to go to 18. Yeah, um, and I was mainly two colors, so that helps too. And let's see. Uh, Rocking the Dragon Balls, he's still still enjoying it. Um, How are the servers? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Playing offline still. No, what I did was like, okay, I set up a second account on my PlayStation system, okay. but I never signed up for uh, online services. Online services so on the second like account. 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 Yeah. So I'm literally just playing on the game, and it and it keeps telling me you have to sign up for PSN. And I'm like, no, I have PSN on the other thing. So I've just been playing the game itself, and I, I'm enjoying it. Like you know, I had to fight a uh, dog god of destruction. Because of pudding, and that was awesome. I like pudding. I like yeah, so pudding. did he. Did you eat his pudding? No, his pudding fell. <laughs> the world's and end. Pretty much. That's pretty much. The world ends much. over still pudding. Pretty much. Jerry, I thought it was going to be milk. <laughs> nope, milk nope. pudding. Pudding. There's milk <laughs> in pudding. Um, so, I mean, no, it's, it's been enjoyable. I, I, I really like that game. Uh, aside from that, like, I've been just, you know, prepping, you know, myself for uh, Cleveland, and like you said, it's warming up, so that's, like, beautiful, and I got to go out and, like, detail the inside of my car from the winter, you know, get all that salt out of there and all that it's shit. so weird. I keep car clean, man, you know yeah. that. Yeah, um, it rains, so I got my car clean. Yeah, I haven't touched the outside yet. I don't think I'm going to wait till probably Friday, and I'll run it through the car wash. Through the parked outside. Up at the get-go. Well, I mean, it's wet, but it's not clean. Yeah, and, uh, so, they got, you know, I don't know. But, yeah, I'm, like, ready to head up there, and I'm, you know, getting everything together. My playoff basketball team has been bounced in the uh, semifinals, so. Brutal, but also just, good. Brutal. Yeah, brutal, but good. Yeah, exactly. Like, part of me would have been really upset not being there and having to explain mm-hmm. that to the kids. But now that it's, you know, but I still wanted them to win, so I'm kind of stuck in this spot. But, okay, I mean, I'll take it. Um, we got beat, honestly, by a team that just outplayed us. Like, we had them at halftime. Uh, we had them at the end of three quarters. And then in the fourth, they outscored us. We didn't score a single point in the fourth. So. By us. Yeah, yeah last six minutes, they scored and we didn't. So that was it. Um, but, no, I, it was all good. Uh, good season. But at the same time, glad it's over. I'm ready to dive back full time into the magic and really just, like, you know, get back to work and play tons of magic. Like, that's, that's my plans. And they are good ones. Uh, so. Shout outs for this week. I want to give a shout out, Frank, for uh, coming on. Uh, yeah, it's always appreciated every Frank. week. Well, thank you. You're welcome, Robot Frank. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and let me also, you know, just give a shout out and let me give a shout out to Ryan. Me and Ryan got into an argument over the weekend, and he was supposed to be on here tonight, and I thought it was squashed, but apparently it's not. I don't know. I it is this. Uh, but you know, shout out to him because he's Ryan. Ryan, so uh, cute. Still hoping to see him again. Yeah, for sure. Uh, see here. Yeah, I really don't have a whole heaping load of shout-outs to give out. Um, I have a shout-out this week. Do you? Go ahead. Well, I, I, would like to give, other ones. I would like to give a shout-out to my buddy Seamer, because he is leaving Georgia this Friday to go hiking in the mountains. I'm very jealous. Yeah, he's got a zero-degree sleeping bag. He'll be fine. Sweet. And he's, like, been in Key West all winter, so I don't think he needs the, uh, you know, I mean, I think about the His body's not acclimated. Cause the, the, a little bit of cold will do him some good. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. Be safe, man. Yeah. Um, any more shout-outs? No, that was it. Okay. Uh, Shout-out to the podcast, you know, Posse, and all those guys who are, like, on the Facebook group talking and letting you read stuff. Yeah. Frank, you got any shout-outs? Yeah, actually, I want to give a shout-out to the entire judge staff of Rampy Miami, Miami for not killing any of the... <laughs> <laughs> I could not do that. Um, I was in a... I was watching a final match of Extended, or Extended with a costume visual, and I had to my eyes out. I don't know how they did it, but yeah. they did it, so... Maybe alcohol. I can't confirm nor deny. <laughs> yeah, they do deserve a big shout out. Yeah. Judge Staff from Miami for not going postal and killing everybody because that is the worst. They're just eating your money up when you play rounds of time every single round. And we're proud. Mike, you guys shout outs, buddy. Uh, shout outs to everyone from Wizards for all these awesome spoilers we got. This set's fucking terrible, dude. Not just talking about Dragons of Tarkir. Talking about Origins, talking about Battle with Zendikar, Reprint Tarmogoyf. But, uh, Happy about a whole bunch of sweet information we got this weekend. It was like Christmas. These people who play Magic. And, um. It's like Christmas for the church. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you went shopping with your grandmother, she's like, I'm gonna buy this for you for Christmas. You know it's coming. That is the perfect analogy. Yep. Pick out what you want. You can have it on Christmas. God damn it. Yep. I know what it is. Yeah, but you don't get it till Christmas. That's almost worse than not knowing what you're getting. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. It so is. Um, let's see here. Yeah, if you can't tell, I, at this moment, mind you, I understand there's a lot of cards still coming out. I am very underwhelmed with this set. Yeah. I think it's going to be fun. I feel like it's going to be too slow. Bad Magic is fun. That's, kinda... that's the thing. Like, Bad Magic is fun. When the cards no, are first, you have to play yeah. it harder. I know, but, like, when they're all just, e- like, they're not horrible, but they're just all equally low power. That's, so they all cost that's actively good for magic. Like, actively like, you will get to play more. With yeah, I care less about two threes and two twos and two ones. Like, I'll, I'll play with those. It's the, the glut yeah. of six plus cards I've seen. Oh, I have not seen nearly enough of that. Yeah, but there's been a lot of those at this one. So that's good. Where are the dragon hatchlings? Yeah, crazy, crazy magic. You know, it's like everyone plays giant things. Nothing happened. Awesome. So, so Green White Devotion. Yeah, no. Exactly. Green White Devotion. we'll find out. In draft. I mean, come next week, we should have pretty much the whole spoiler up. Yeah. I think so, we should have it. So we'll know then. You know, I'll have the a feel. pre-release is not this weekend, but the following. Yeah, so, so next Monday, we'll have everything. So it's we'll not by the end of this week. Right, right. Um, I do have a mandatory shout-out to give to... Uh, Matt Mulby, yeah. he was a uh, twenty dollar donator to the uh, GoFundMe, which leads us directly. There's into a GoFundMe. Um, yeah, see, we're trying to build this studio in my house, in my actually in my side room of my house, which some people call a dining room, but there's not a dining room table and it's all carpeted, so I don't call it a dining room. It's just kind of the computer side room. 
it's kind of right now where all the junk is. So, but I'm going to take out all the junk, and I'm going to build a studio in here, and we're going to record in said studio. So we don't have all of these technical issues like we have. <laughs> Please give us $5 so you don't have to listen to Echo. Echo, Echo. That's it. $5 from every one of our listeners, and I know how many there are out there. Uh, I know we won't get all of you, but if it happens, like, that acquires our goal. So, you know, like, that's kind of a big deal to me. I would really like to get this done um, as soon as possible. But thank you to everyone who has donated so yes. far. Yeah, thank you to everybody. You had a big week on the GoFundMe this week. It was a good one. It was. Um, so please, you know, look that up. The link is in the show notes. Um, so, you know, just hit the link. Throw five bones our way. We'll be eternally grateful to you. Trust me. And let's see. What's next? Contact info? Yeah, contact info. If you want to get a hold of me, you can hold me at Gonsu on Twitter. That's G-A-N-K-S-U-O-U. Same thing on Magic Online, where if you are on Magic Online, you can join our clan, which consists of, like, 15 members. Oh, my God. Which is now. We're small. We're ballers. Yeah. See, it's high life. Like, we don't just let in anybody. We only let in the blue ass. Now, if everyone asks, hey, more than welcome. Yeah, then we'll be big ballers. But right now, we're discreet. We still yeah. got we still got a good a good three team groundies. We did problem. So mm-hmm. there's uh, that. You can also get all the opinion podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, you can also find me on the Imps Prison, which last week's episode was a clues episode. You should go listen to that. The next episode, I'm going to tell I did. you now. It was great. Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to tell you now. The next episode will be late. Reason being, I'm going to be in Cleveland, so I'm thinking I'm going to put three weeks in between these and put the next one out following that. Um, short of that, I can't think of any other way you can get a hold of me. So, if Will would like to tell you how you could get a hold of Frank. Wait, <laughs> Wait a minute. I don't know. Frank, how do I get a hold of you? Um, the best way is if somebody has anything magic, uh, question related, judge related, they can just put it on the Facebook page. I do check that and it pops up on my phone. I you know, answer as soon as I can. Um, if they want to go to the email, if it's, I don't know, too personal for question, I guess, um, they can check us. You can email frank.havern.3gmail.com. That's 3.tavern.gmail.com. Tavern. three. Okay. So piece that all together, guys, and you'll forget. Yep. <laughs> Uh, but just go to the Facebook page. That's probably easier. So, Will, yeah. how do people get a hold of Mike? Man, they should probably find Mike on the Facebook page. Is that the right answer? That, that is a cor- one of the correct answers. <laughs> the other correct answers that would have been acceptable were on MTGO <laughs> at MTGXMike or at Twitter with my handle at Huntmaster underscore Mike. Okay, well, how do people get a hold of you? Carrier pigeon on it. Uh, yeah, you know, carrier pigeon sweet dude. Um, you know, we have a, we have a podcast, uh, Pigeons Podcast on Facebook. It's a lot of fun. Check it out. Um, Facebook.com slash bad dinner is my personal deal if you want to check out my hiking exploits. And I am playing Heroes of the Storm in the beta right now. If you want to hop on there, I am bad dinner number 1522. Yeah, you know, uh, carrier pigeon is the original Twitter, right? Yes. You can only put so many words on this. It's true. Pigeon's leg. Yeah, but if it was a if it was a swallow though, it could definitely carry a coconut's worth of message. It can take a load. <laughs> no, no Monty Python. No, I, I caught it. You said I swallow and I immediately yeah. thought of something else. <laughs> Please tell me more. <laughs> Try to jam as many Monty Python jokes as you can in the next week. See how many are caught. 
Oh, they could just do the Monty Python. Just do the Holy Grail. Do that, and, you know, we can not record, and we'll just make everyone listen to that. Yeah, but that'd be awesome. People are going to want to hear next week, though. Everything that happened to me and Mike at GP Cleveland, we're going to have our stories. We're also going to go over the actual winners of GP Cleveland. I should be in that. We should record interviews when we're there. Sure. We record Um, Then uh, GP Auckland, uh, we're going to have, again, more spoilers next week. So tune in next week. But until next week. Fuck it all. Oh, it's me or Frank. I'm confused. (laughs) Hello? Hey. Hello. Hey, it's working. Okay, I'm getting okay, feedback for somebody. I have I echo. Have yeah, very dope. Yeah, yeah. Well, now. Who's going out of the laptop? Not I. Not me. I'm not on my phone. phone. Let me try something. Broderick is not echoing. echoing. Oh, so it's going through hits. I don't know. My TV volume's off, and it's all coming through my headset. So if it's echoing, I don't know why. Well, no. um, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I don't think I don't we think can do a whole episode like that. I didn't do anything to do last Sunday, 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 Sunday. Sunday. <laughs>